Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. doing today Beverly I'm doing okay how are you Jenny uh super duper I am I as we record this I'm two days back from vacation and I'm still feeling mostly relaxed so not the end of the world is what I can say so and it's been a pretty stressful couple of days but um but you know I got a nice reset while I was away so that's that's been super pleasant and I did a test sew today for a designer that I like wore it to the office and got so many compliments that's it's, awesome. It I got enough compliments that it made that it makes me immediately think, what's wrong with what I usually wear? Oh. <laughs> because, because if it had just been a handful of people, two or three people, you'd be like, that's cool. This is probably pretty nice. Tickled their fancy. The other stuff isn't for them. <laughs> but there were enough, enough. Oh my God, I love that dress you're wearing. Wow, that top looks really great on you. I love that color. What a great style. That by the end of the day, I was thinking, I was thinking, maybe I have to reassess something about the rest of my wardrobe if I want to be properly popular at work for my fashion. <laughs> and then I realized that's not a thing I aspire to. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> well, this morning I wore um into work, I wore my ro- one of my Roseanne tops, the um it's a linen rayon blend. And I loved it so much. I was like, I'm making more of these. I just, I love that, that top. I might make it without the, um, ruffle on the sleeves because I think that would be more practical for work. Um, you also linked me a, uh, a version of the Rosanna's address recently, which I really loved. Um, it does give me my opportunity to hop just the tiniest bit up on my soapbox because one of the one of the patterns I recently posted a picture of is a hope dress that I did with a shorter skirt and a lot of pleats. So it's a very full skirt. I twirled in it. You can see that the skirt is, I'm going to say when I'm not twirling, an inch to three inches above my knee. It's not a very high skirt. It's a, it's a, to me, an office appropriate above the knee length. It's not mid thigh. It's not anything else. And yet, <laughs> and yet I mentioned in my post that I'm planning to make um, now an underskirt for it out of eyelet lace because I don't want to have the dress always be longer. Mm-hmm. But to wear it in my office, if I wear something above the knee, there are always complaints registered really? that I'm wearing something inappropriate, that my garment is too short. These complaints are not registered for straight-sized women who wear skirts much shorter than the length that I wear my skirts. And it frustrates the snot out of me. Now, I'm not against dress policy. I, in fact, write the dress policy, so I know <laughs> that I'm in compliance. So it's it's no, no harm, right? I'm not going to change how I'm dressing. I'm always careful to try not to, to dress in a way that would be too revealing or inappropriate or unprofessional for my position in the company. But it frustrates me to see that happen. And we've had it happen to one other woman who is also what I would describe as fat. I don't know if she would self-describe that way, where her, her clothing has been criticized for the length of her skirts, which were not inappropriate, nor were they shorter than are regularly worn by other staff in her department in similar circumstances. And it's, it's a frustrating thing. And it reminded me of this Roseanne, Roseanne, because it's, it's very much a mid thigh dress when no spinning is happening. It's a very Mm -hmm. short dress and I love it, but I would have to make it knee length. And even then there would be an amount of the public who would think, oh my gosh, look at her just flashing her stuff all over the place. And it's, it's so frustrating um, but I do want to make that garment. I wonder also for me, I would think people would think that because of my age. It might be, but the other person that they were thinking it of is young and, and has, is visibly young and has photos of toddler children that are hers and things like that. So for the other complainant, it couldn't possibly be that. Yeah. I wasn't suggesting that it wasn't because of uh, wait, I was suggesting that in addition, I think people who are older also get that. I think that's true. And of course I, I definitely have the gray hair to prove it. Not much hair, but what I have, <laughs> it's, 
rapid swath of gray. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised at that. And that's that's another space where policing someone else's body, commenting on on body shape, size, appropriateness of dress outside of those things that are specifically your your purview, right, mm-hmm. um, seems inappropriate. So, um, but I do want to make the Rosanna's address. I I want well, you know that I've wanted it since we first saw it, but I I have not made the effort to uh, to get that one printed and and go ahead and do it. I need to commit to a fabric for it and get the uh, get the pattern ordered. I'd kind of like to just the one that that I sent you was from I think it's Jerry and Stitches or something. Isn't that her name? I, I believe that is it. Yes, um, she, she's great. a delightful account. Yes, That's one uh, of my favorites. Oh, for I her. love it. She's she's always dancing and it's wonderful. I think she made it even more ruffly. Like she added oh, it absolutely. Here. I yep. was thinking of just extending it longer, and then I would probably end up wearing it over jeans anyway. But like, um, I was thinking <laughs> of just you know making the. Because it's already a ruffled, like a single tier there. Well, it is. They, they, she added additional tiers yes. and she ruffled them a lot because her final tier was, I think she said, six yards long. Yeah. I mean, wow. so it was it was a significant, um, a significant uh, level of, of additional. And yeah, it is Jerry and Stitches, G-E-R-I underscore in underscore Stitches. And it looks like when I when I go and look them up... Um, practically everybody who follows me seems to follow them. So it's yes. <laughs> um, uh, just absolutely delightful. I, I really, really love it and recommend uh, taking a look there. Well, Jenny, I want to talk about your upcoming Halloween costume because that <laughs> has me in stitches. So we are, <laughs> we do Halloween at my office and we do Halloween at my office because my daddy used to make our Halloween costumes every other year. He'd actually build costumes, usually with electronics involved. So the year that Star Wars was released, um, I went as a um, one of the uh, Tuscan Raiders um, that we built a mask for and, and used gauze and all sorts of things to make it as, as close as we could. My brother went as a, a Jawa. And my dad um, painted his face because they're all shrouded in black there and put glasses on him with lights on them that lit up like the eyes do. And my sister went as R2-D2 and had light up technology involved in that. So it it was a big deal. It was something that just was really memorable about my dad. And I decided that meant we had to celebrate Halloween at the office. And so we've done it ever since with varying degrees of success and popularity, but I'm always all in. And my team decided that we were also going to do a group costume this year. We've often done them in the past, usually by my deciding what I want to be and everybody else saying, oh, well, I guess I'll dress to match. This year, they they picked the theme and the theme is Schitt's Creek, which is a fabulous television show. If you haven't seen it, um, you can pause the podcast, go watch the entire show and then come back so that this will have good content <laughs> for you. Um, obviously if we're going to do Schitt's Creek, my thinking is I am clearly Moira Rose. I am flamboyant. I am older, um, than anyone else in my department. So it seems like a perfect and obvious match. Unfortunately, um, we actually have an employee whose name is Myra, but is spelt like Moira Rose and, um, I wasn't there. So she called dibs, um, totally unfair. Um, but you know, that leaves many great characters that I could be, but they, they assigned me a character and they assigned me a character based on a common characteristic. We have my hair. And so I will be rolling shit, the mayor of Shit's Creek. <laughs> and so, so now I've got to develop a costume around this, which super fun, great show. Um, actually not my least favorite character on the show, but I don't like, I don't like the comedian that plays the character. I've never enjoyed his comedy. So that's awesome. Um, but but I've got these plans and they involve, as they would have to, garbage flannel. Because Roland Schitt's costume is essentially denim, jeans, right? A mm-hmm. t-shirt, garbage flannel, and a, a trucker cap with um, with a mullet. So we've got the, you know, serious upfront thing going on. But I'm going to have to buy some hair extensions, glue them to a trucker's cap, and, and make myself a mullet out of it. That's going to be great. Um, which will be super duper fun. I, I do plan to have a name tag that says, hello, I'm the mayor. That way, you know, for people who might not get it, there's a, a little bit there, maybe the mayor of Schitt's Creek. I don't even know, but, but something to label it there. So garbage flannel, making a shirt. I've not made shirts, not made shirts with collars, not made shirts with proper little placketty things on the wrists or whatever. And so 
my initial thought is I'm going to buy garbage flannel and I'm going to make a shirt and I'm either going to make the new tar tarwani tar. I don't remember the new, um, shirt by Mana and broad, or there's a new shirt dress and shirt combo called the Sarah from by hand London. So those are sort of my two shirt options, but I had a third thought. And I think the third thought, the ones I'm the one I'm going to go for, I think I'm going to go for slightly less garbagey flannel. All flannel is garbage. I'm going to go for slightly less garbagey flannel. And I think I'm going to make an Ilford jacket. Um, ah, one of nice. the short versions, the crop version. So it is shorter, but I think I'd wear it again. Yeah. And it seems to me that if I'm going to spend that much time on making it, yeah. it ought to be something that I might be willing to wear out in the world. And I've yeah. always wanted to make an Ilford jacket. I have the pattern here. So that part's already solved. It's just a matter of going out and buying flannel for it. And I, in fact, may buy garbage flannel for this first one. Right. Good idea. On the theory that I can use it as an actual wearable toile, at least for Halloween. And I would guess I'd probably wear it more than that, even if it turns out a little garbagey, yeah. because I like that jacket concept, that sort of um, work jacket that I forget whether they're really called that, but... <laughs> But that's that's my theory on it, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean hard into being um, the best best rolling shit that has ever <laughs> rolling shitted. So I'm excited. So the funny thing is, I watched the entire series, and I never caught the sub joke of his name. No, oh, yeah, no, it's a good name. Yeah, roll, absolutely. Like to be rolling yeah, shit, rolling yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, no, it's an excellent name. And I'm I'm very, I genuinely am very excited about it. Though I've got to say, I think I'd have been a better Johnny Rose than, but again, <laughs> I was not there. I was assigned a role. And since others have accepted assignments for me in the past, it seems the least I can do is to, to do it. Now, I, I will also say, just on the off chance that anyone who works with me listens to this podcast, that my original plan for my costume for Halloween was I was going to dress as my boss because we do have the same haircut. And, <laughs> and he wears uh, button-down Oxford shirts with sweater vests um, and jeans. And the shirt isn't tucked into the jeans, so it's very, you know, hipstery in that regard. And, um, you know, brown Oxford shoes. And um, I had... I had the plan. I had the plan. I was just going to dress as my boss. Um, so that, that is the thing that they're missing out on this year is, uh, the opportunity to see me, um, trolling, trolling my boss. <laughs> so that sounds really exciting. Have you done anything for PF scary? So does it count if I say I'm scared to answer this? <laughs> no. I, I, of course, have done the big organizing project that I started with, but I I still haven't cut the band off my cover stitch machine. I haven't opened the box even. I haven't even opened the box. I have not pulled the Simplicity Bias Tape Maker down. It is in the same place I placed it for storage when organizing Come the room. On, Jenny. I know. Now, to be fair, I was on vacation for a week. <laughs> Um, and I have a plan. I've been cutting out t-shirts, as you know, to sell at upcoming events mm -hmm. that, um, I've been cutting those out and I've not been doing the bottom hem on them okay. because I genuinely am planning to learn to do this on the bottom hems of these shirts that I plan to sell. Um, and that may impact the pricing, but that's, <laughs> that's the intent <laughs> is, is to go ahead and do that. And honestly, my theory on that is I'm going to try to hem them normally and anything that doesn't work, I'll cut the bottom hem off, add a rib band and it's still a shirt because I have yeah. used, um, ribbing at the neck, um, on those. So cool. it would still be cute and thematic, but I, so I have a plan for that. And I think that'll be my Sunday, my Sunday in between television stints. Because ah. I think Saturday I'll spend all day cutting out shirts and sewing them together. Um, so I have a plan for that. The Simplicity Bias Tape Maker, I don't have a plan for yet, but I'm, I'm trying real hard to come up with a plan for. I think part of what's slowing me down is I need to get into my quilting cottons and identify some fabric that I'd like to cut on the bias to use with it. Because I, I think that's where I'd like to start is just with a, a structured, higher quality 
quilting cotton. So not, you know, the Walmart 298 special, but something, something I paid 10 or $15 a yard for. Mm -hmm. So it's got a good thread count and good stability and things like that. I'd like to cut that out and just sort of make some lengths of bias tape and see how it goes. I don't know that I'm going to get that done before PF Scary's over though. So we'll see. And then the final item I was supposed to do for my PF Scary was inspired by Lori, somebody or other's mom. Um, Lori is making a, a denim jacket and I decided I was going to go ahead and do that as well. Make, make the Stevie from style art, but using a wide whale red corduroy that I have. And what slowed me down on that is the dumbest thing. It's that they don't provide finished measurements in my size. Mm. And I messaged them. They said, no, we've only got them for the size 10. We're going to try and start providing that for more patterns. And we're going back and going to do the old ones, but no idea when that'll happen. And there are enough pieces. It's like a three or four pieces make up the front and the back and that, that adding them up and taking out the seam allowances and all of that just seems like it would be too much. And I think what I'm going to do is on many of their garments that are woven, if I decide to do just one sizing, the 26 is the size that fits me. And I think what I'm going to do is just cut a straight 26 and see what happens. I think that'll probably work for you because, I mean, where you really fall out is with the hips and jean jacket doesn't have hips. So, right. It's, it does stop at least at the high hip. And it's honestly the way that I wear a jean jacket, that thing will never be buttoned up. Yeah. Um, it just, it just isn't how I wear that. Type if it's of off garment. a little bit. So I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I just, I, I think that the hesitation for me is I'm used to being able to look at that finished garment size and yeah. say, okay, because on some things like the Ilford, I'm going to make a much smaller size than the than the chart calls Mm -hmm. for, because I know myself and my comfort level and the amount of ease built into that will not make me feel comfortable. So we'll see, but that's, that's the other one. I think there's a good chance that's going to fall outside of this month as well. Um, I will probably get a photograph put up of the materials. I bought the buttons for it, the pattern and all of that. So I'll, I'll qualify in the same way that we allow others to by, by showing what my plan was, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I'm actually going to get into cutting that one out. And I'm, I'm unhappy about it because I'd like to get it done, but I do have some other priorities this month because I have, this is a weird month for me. I have a number of tests that I'm working on the one that I'm wearing currently, obviously I'm done with. Um, and we, we talked, um, we spoke a little bit recently about the um, Scirocco yes. one that I've got coming up for Doe and Deer. Um, and I have another one that that I'm not allowed to disclose about right now that, that are coming up this month. And I've got to get those completed as well. And none of those will be particularly time consuming, but they do take away from other activities I might be interested in being involved in, like continuing my binge of the Style Arc um, Hope Dress. Well, yeah. I mean, you're in a competition now, so I know. And I feel like I don't have any of them cut out because I don't, um, but I do have fabric identified for my next one. So, you know, I'm making progress and I'm not concerned because it appears that my competition is also taking a little bit of a breather. Oh, that's good. But they may be carpet bagging, you know, I understand that that is definitely a possibility, but I have faith in my ability to come back and in one weekend, blow out another four to six patterns. So well I told you anyway. I've got my money on you. <laughs> so tell me about what you've been up to. I want to hear that your login code is just done. No, it's not. But <laughs> but I'm impressed with myself because I have cut out the um the pattern pieces. So this is the I'm showing Jenny the fabric here. Oh, it's pretty. It's sort of a textured multicolor blue, black or blue. Yes. It's yeah, it's it's I mean, it's not high quality fabric. This is the toile. And the yeah. lining is terrible fabric. It's like it's like that dress we made that Yeah, that, it's it's the lining fabric, the yeah. cheap and junky lining fabric. Oh, it's terrible. Um I got much better lining fabric for the for the you know, real one, but this very, 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 very inexpensive. (laughs) 
But, um, and then I also cut out the interfacing and I've interfaced all the pieces. I cut out, there's a piece called a stay piece, which I don't even know what that is, but um, you can cut that out of anything that's like a stable woven because it doesn't show. So I used um, some Ankara fabric for that, some scraps of Ankara fabric that, um, so that'll just be kind of hidden in there. And um, it's a fabric that I really like. Anyways, um, so, so far I haven't stitched anything and I've spent three and a half hours on it. Awesome. So, so when you add up the fabric and you assume what 35 to $50 an hour for your labor, um, this is going <laughs> to be quite an expensive 12 and coat. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to do with it um, is do it as carefully as possible to, um, to really see what I might, you know, what needs to be fixed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I've never made a coat before. I made like a, a cape thing, which I got rid of because I told you it made me feel like a T-Rex, but it, um, <laughs> it, um, but that I is why I would keep it by the way. I mean, for me, <laughs> but like I couldn't, feature. I couldn't drive my car or anything, you know, <laughs> like I was stuck. So it, it was a weird pattern. It's a seamwork pattern. Um, anyways but I've never made like a real coat. So I, and, and the fabric is very nice that I bought for the real version. So I plan to have this, um, finished in the next couple of days, maybe by the time we're recording again in two more days, and maybe I will have it, uh, finished by then. Maybe. I think you should definitely go live when you do and show it off. Ah, maybe I will. I think that's smart, but I have something else I want to talk about. That's next up for me. And the reason I want to say it is because I've talked a little bit about, I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, whatever, but I'm saying it on the podcast that the very next thing I do (laughs) is going to be, I'm going to make myself some more jeans. Now I have two sewing machines, so I can have one with the, um, the top stitch thread in it and one without, and I'm going to make the itch to stitch mountain view jeans. So this is another um, it's to stitch pattern two in a row. Um, and these jeans are great because, um, you don't find too many that are designed for bot, uh, such a wide range of bodies. They're designed for anywhere from a 33 inch hip to a 62 inch hip. And so a lot of times when I was looking for patterns that would be part of our, um, that fit into our rules for patterns and my personal rules, the suggestions I get were things that were too big for me. And so this is nice because this covers a lot of different um, sizes. So they are pull-up jeans. I purchased the Robert Kaufman super stretch denim for them. These (laughs) jeans require a lot of stretch because they're pull-on. Although I think I probably could get away with um, less stretch because I don't have such a large difference between my hips and waist, but I don't know. So anyways, I will be talking about that soon. I'm going to make those and I think they're (laughs) going to be fabulous. I think they are too. I think that's great. I'm so excited for you. And that's a really nice denim for sure. So, so I know we've got some conversation we want to have about an upcoming event that you're attending that I'm so jealous of. Yes. Tell us all. (laughs) <laughs> so first of all, I thought I blew it, right? I went and I tried to get mm-hmm. tickets to, I was just going to go to the meet and greet actually. And that's $40 and it seemed to be sold out. I don't think it is though. So if you are listening to this, it probably will be by the time you're going to hear this. We might want to tell them what event this is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Leela from Mana and Broad is going to be in the Washington, D.C. area, sort of between Washington and Baltimore at Three Little Birds Sewing Company the last weekend of October. The only weekend this month that there was no chance I could try and even pretend that it made sense to go. So, yeah. And that's what you missed out on the meet and greet for, which was $40 and a bargain at the price. Yes, but, but they are available now. The meet and greet tickets seem to be available. I think it might have been a glitch with their website. Um, so 
But in the meantime, I didn't know that I thought it was sold out. And I looked at the other offerings they had on the Friday night, a five to 8 PM open. sew where you could sew any Manin broad pattern. And um, I thought, oh, well, I could maybe make something for Anna. And then I thought, oh, what about those um, spin effects PJs? And I could make those for myself. They might, they're pretty close to my size in, in like almost all the, the measurements. And I thought that would be great. And PJs are nice to be a little bit big anyways. Um, so that one, so the, I think there are still spots available. Now you're going to need, I don't know when, the, when this comes out, if there will be, that's on the Friday night. And that's $100. The meet and greet is $40. But then if you are interested in making jeans, she's doing a noise jeans workshop that is Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm not getting paid for this like <laughs> promotion. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. But we but, love but I and love Broad. I love Men and Broad. And they're having, I mean, you don't very often see this this opportunity to really have jeans fitting in all this. Um and so she's doing the and these jeans. are non-stretch jeans. These right. are these are strictly woven. I mean yes. These and so and that's for five hundred dollars. So I think that um, that's a great bargain as well. Um, I have purchased the the PJ pattern and I bought some cotton lawn fabric for it and I bought piping. Now I have stuff to make piping and I'm going to try to do that, but I thought just in case I'll buy some. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm really I've been excited buying about piping. It. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love piping, but it making piping doesn't feel like the part of sewing that I love. So <laughs> I think I might enjoy it actually. Like it's so. just using a zipper foot, you know, and I think that might yeah. I think I might like that. But anyways, um, I didn't know how good I would be at it right away. So I thought for this, I want to have everything ready. I'm hoping to have everything cut out. And if I don't yammer on too much, maybe I'll get it done while I'm there. Um, I think that's exciting. I think that's definitely a possibility, especially if you come fully cut out Yeah. Um, and with your interfacing ironed on or whatever, if there mm-hmm. is any. There so, is a little. Yep. No, that's and, that's a great idea. And maybe the shop owner and Layla will be OK with me doing a short little Instagram live. That would be awesome. If so, I think that would be really great. That's really exciting. I think that's wonderful. So um, the, the other bit of news we had was regarding patterns for pirates. And I think I think this fits in really well to some of the conversations you had with a panel um, of non-binary and LGBTQ ally sewists uh, several months back. So what what change did they make? Well, they made a change to make more inclusive language in their adult patterns. And so the patterns will be categorized are now divided into hourglass figure and V figure. So instead of women's and men's, they're, they're hourglass and V. This is good for people of all genders as your gender or even your, your chromosome configuration does not determine which shape your body is going to be. Yeah, I, I thought that really was a nice a nice little step forward to see happen. I, I do notice that on the website, at least currently, um, the language describing the measurements of the body still references a bust, a waist, and a hip on the hourglass side of things at any rate. And I, I think the language, what we learned in the panel discussions was that the language matters, even if the only thing you're doing is trying to degender your language, that's a that's a good step forward. I did reach out to Patterns for Pirates and ask them what the intent was moving forward in releasing designs. Would each design be released in both blocks or would they be catering certain designs to certain blocks? So effectively, was it a, a language change that didn't really necessarily represent a change in the body shapes that might have a dress pattern made available to them or button up style shirts made available to them and so forth. Um, the indication that they gave was that not all patterns will be released in both blocks, which does lead one to wonder if it'll continue to be sort of um, stereotypical gendered design split in the way you might expect with those two descriptions. Um, but they did indicate one of their upcoming patterns would be a, a, a workman jacket 
style pattern that would be available in both, both blocks. They do already make a number of their patterns available in both blocks, primarily um, uh, not everything they do, I don't believe, but the things I've ever made from them have all been basically knit knit designs. And uh, for a lot of those where it's it's a top design, it's available and has been available readily in both sizes. So I'll be interested to see what happens going forward. And I would love to hear from our non-binary um, and trans listeners regarding their thoughts on the change, whether or not whether or not a language change is enough or a good starting place or something else is this, does this feel not like what they would be looking for in terms of improving inclusivity? So I, I, I think it's neat. I'm hopeful, um, but I'm curious. Well, we also want to talk about a couple of new patterns. Um, I am making the itch to stitch jeans that I talked about, but so over it has also come out with a jeans pattern that goes up to a 60 inch hip. And you can make it either cropped, straight leg, or flared. And you can use either stretch or non-stretch denim. Now, the pattern is designed for non-stretch denim, denim twill or uh, corduroy, non-stretch. But they said you could use that, but you may need to size down a little bit. Um, Right. So it is actually designed for, for non-stretch. It looks like a, a pretty a cute pattern for jeans. And I like to see the, the sides range in that. No, I, I think that's, that's really great. I, I like the idea of another non-stretch denim jean pattern. I've made the noise jean, of course, which I really enjoyed. And your reminder that I can have two sewing machines set up may improve the odds that I make another denim jean style pant again sometime soon because I I like the ones I have. I don't wear pants very often, of course. Um, for me, jeans are a once a month at most thing. And as we move into the winter, that might, you know, up their rotation to once every three weeks. <laughs> but but when I wear them, I really appreciate that I have some that fit because my experience overall with jeans, because of that big disparity between waist and hip, 48 inches to 62 inches is is not not a standard block for any for any store. The closest I've come in ready to wear is um, Eloquy does uh, does jeans. I think they're called the Vera. The Vera shape is what they call them, I think, or something like that for people who have a wider hips than their waist would indicate on a standard size chart. And so I've had some luck there. Lane Bryant for a period of time did pants that were based on body shapes. So they had um, inverted triangle, round, and uh, regular triangle shaping for the proportion between waist and and hip. And I really appreciated that. That gave me an opportunity to wear pants when I was buying ready to wear at that time. So yeah, the, the ability to have a pant fit you properly is, you can't overstate how important that is. Um, I know you also found another pattern that you find similar to the Fiber Mood Roseanne. This is the Meadow Wood from Straight Stitch Designs. Yes. And I like I like the Roseanne better. I, 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 I like the I angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the angle on it, but this looks like a more conventional way of having a gathered yoke. Or not the yoke isn't gathered, but gathering coming down from the yoke. Yes. Instead of having that steep V angle or inverted V angle, you've got it's a straighter angle. Well, and the whole design of the top. So it reminds me of the Roseanne, but the design of the top is different. It, the, the, um, it's got a, the, that yoke goes all the way down and makes the sleeves. And mm-hmm. so the sleeves are not set in sleeves, like on the Roseanne they're, right. they're grown on sleeves. Um, now I saw one version made by, uh, someone on Instagram whose name there is the underscore home ec. And she, made a version that she calls a house dress. She says, this could be called a moo-moo and it (laughs) buttons off and it looks like the most comfortable house dress to wear around. And I think like, I need to make myself one and maybe, uh, this winter, if it's cold, I can just pull a pair of leggings on looks, uh, looks pretty cool. That's that's awesome. I'm very excited to hear about that. I think house dresses are an underutilized garment from a bygone era. Um, <laughs> they're one of those things where everybody could use to own two or three or ten or however many of them because because it's it's the perfect combination of comfort and fashion. That's right. So, 
So I, I love that idea. That's a, that's a really, really neat one. I think that's it for our currently our, our plan on new patterns, which means we get to move to one of our favorite parts of the show, which we will begin by again, announcing one of our prizes, which yes. is Ruby from Spokes and Stitches, who you will have heard in, I think, episode 33, has donated a copy of the Arm Candy Tea. Now, this is a tea that's designed for up to a 75-inch hip measurement and has a crossover sleeve. So the sleeve is... Kind of like petal sleeves? Yeah, I was going to say tulips. So yes, yeah. um, it, it's very it's very nice. It's a neat little accent and it's... Um, I believe it's got the binding on it that way as well. And it's, it's just, it's super cute. You have to see it's it. It's available in the dynamic and linear. I think that's what <laughs> the, she calls her blocks. Right? I think it was dynamic and linear dynamic um, being uh, her variation between hip and waist and uh, chest and then linear being less variation. And so that's, that's something that's available there. Um, we'll be giving that out when we when we do our live drawings on uh, air after we announce the winners for PF Scary. I will say PF Scary, I think, has really struck people. I, I so feel too. like we've had so many entries and we still have 10 or 11 days yet to go. 12 days, 12 days to go. So I'm excited to see how much more comes out of this. And it's been neat to see how people are challenging themselves. So yes. Okay. Are you ready to get started? Oh, so ready. I cannot wait. So as we start, we are going to start with Rachel Makes Stuff. And uh, Rachel Makes Stuff is making a Halloween costume with a knit, a brown French terry that they picked up at eBay, hopefully to end up as a big brown bat, which just sounds super exciting to me just off the bat to to consider. So I'm excited to see this one off the bat. Did you see what I did there accidentally? Um, Anyway, I'm very excited to see the bat costume come out. And uh, I love the idea that sewing with knits is the scary one, because when I started back to sewing again, I intentionally chose knits because I thought I'd have a better time getting things to fit on my body if they were stretchy. Ah. And so I began, I came back in knits. Now I'd been sewing for many years prior to that and many different fabric types, but my thinking was given that no pattern I knew about at that time went up to my measurements, that if I started with knits, there'd be more forgiveness as I tried to scale up. That's, that's interesting. I just, I think that a lot of people find knits scary because they're technically, they can technically be difficult. I agree. I think that's more common. I think the, the more common thought process is that they're more difficult for me. I, the technical aspect wasn't concerning. It was, it was all, or is my fat ass going to fit in there? Uh, <laughs> was really, really the concerning part for me. Oh. The next one is Sheila O'Kelly, a great fan of the show that we also really love. And I'm surprised that her PF scary, she had been wanting to make shirts for ages, but she was too scared. I, I can't believe that. I mean, she's like, first of all, I can't even believe she hadn't made shirts before, but they came out awesome. I I agree with you a hundred percent. It is freaky to me that Sheila had not yet, not yet made shirts, but boy, when Sheila dives into a thing, Sheila dives in. There are so many shirts now available on her feed, which is brilliant. Just brilliant to be able to see um, how many different shirt patterns Sheila has has now um, now created, and of course, every one of them looks amazing. Yeah. So, what I want to talk about next is what next, Janet. This one is I first off. Wow. So this is a quilted jacket that has been made out of a quilted panel, and this is, if I remember right, this is a the Dream Big panel which I completely love and own. So this is, I do, I own this panel and I own it in two or three different colorways. And I look at that and immediately think, oh my gosh, I need to make myself a jacket out of this. That the Hovia, the new jacket by somebody or another, um, or one of the uh, Mana and Broad jackets that can be done out of a quilted fabric. That's what I feel like I need to do immediately with it. I need to pull the panel out, back it, quilt it, though not as intricately as has been done here. And of course, what's PF scary about this is if you zoom in and you take a look at this quilting, mm-hmm. this is phenomenally intricate quilting that was done on 
what is, I, I believe, about a 40 by 40 inch panel that you you quilt the giant flower design on and they have they have quilted this flower design and then cut it up to make this jacket. And it is terrifying to cut into something that you've spent so much time and effort on. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. And it never even occurred to me. Now I have a quilt, which you can sort of see behind me hanging up that I do plan to quilt and turn into a Mana and Broad jacket. Oh, nice. Here's my other possibility. I was going to potentially quilt it and cut out the front and the back of the hope dress, the bodice, ah. do the sleeves and the skirt out of double gauze that coordinates. Nice. So like white double gauze, maybe for the sleeves and then something in the purple or some other color that's in my star quilt. Um, Cause it's a rainbow star quilt for the skirt. Wow. So I, I kind of have a picture in my head of how I could use that, but I haven't even done it. And this is, this is a junky quilt that if you look at it, you'll see none of the points match up. There's so many problems with it. <laughs> it's nowhere near as beautiful as what, what, Jan, what next Janet created with this, uh, with this dream big panel, just stunning. So the next one that I have is it's so immaterial. It's, that's a cute play on play on words there. <laughs> we did a, um, a blouse, a really pretty blouse from Dashwood Studio Poplin. Um, so picked it because I've never attempted a collar like this before and I've wanted to for years, but felt like it seemed like so much effort and so compliment complicated. And then they note, it turns out it really is. It has taken four hours so far, almost entirely on the collar is what it's they a- post on October 12th. So the collar is what, and I agree. I, I think a collar with a facing can be complicated and difficult and getting it to lay right can take some effort. And you'll note on the front, how very similar the curves are at the front of that collar. Yes. And there's effort involved in doing that and snipping the corners correctly and making sure that the pressing came out right and that you captured all the layers when you sewed it together and so on. So this one was scary, scary for its collar. And that, that collar, we call that a Peter Pan collar, right? I think it is often called that, but it's usually higher up on the neck. I think than that closer to the neck, this one, it's a wide. So to me, when I think of a Peter Pan, you've got a jewel neck shirt and this is not a jewel neck shirt. So I may be not thinking about it. Right. Remember, I probably don't care about getting the names right. So I could be thinking (laughs) about it wrong, but it's a lovely, it's a lovely top. It is completely lovely. I agree with you entirely. So the next one I'm going to call out is um, by Bar, B-A-R-B-Z-K-I, Barbezki one or Barbezk one. Um, And I'm calling it out because this was on my list of things to consider for PF Scary, but I don't have the right material here yet. So I don't feel like I can even commit to the possibility of it yet. They have made the Blanca flight suit, which by Closet Core Patterns, which has been on my list for a thousand years. I, first off, I love Blanca. I love following the sewist that this suit was inspired by. But beyond that, I, this is, I've talked about this one before. My, my daddy was an astronomer. He'd go to the observatory in what looked like this flight suit, but in, in Navy, not in this beautiful, not in this beautiful green and floral print. Um, and, and this was what he wore. And it was just, it was something, it's got a big nostalgia factor for me. I want to make it for myself out of like a wild floral print or, or something like that. And I'm considering not making the legs, but instead doing a skirt on it because of course I'd wear it more often if it were a skirt. But I also think part of what doesn't work about a woven jumpsuit for me is that my body shape changes so much when I sit down. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody's body changes, but mine changes a lot. And yeah. to have it be okay when I'm standing, I'm worried that it it really has to be much larger in that hip area than would than would look right. And so I'm giving some thought to doing it with either some gentle pleating. I, I don't think gathered's the right answer, but from some gentle pleating or some darting to get the right shape for that skirt. So I'm very excited about it. Um, it is scary, of course, uh, for this sewist because of all of the fitting that has to be done to make it work. Right. There's a lot of bits and bobs that have to be cut appropriately so that it sits close to your body 
from neck to ankles. And so, yeah, I, I really admire this one. I think it looks great. I think so too. Another one um, that I'd like to call out is someone who caught into a fabric that they won't be able to replace. And that is thrifted thimbles. And she's calling, uh, they're calling this the James and the giant peach medlow robe. And so they, uh, got a quilt cover and turned it into this robe. And so it's PF scary because there's nothing scarier than cutting into fabric. I'll never be able to find again. No pressure. Yeah. And I agree. That's, that is one of the scariest things possible is to have a piece of fabric that you love so much Yeah, and that, you know, if you make even an inch worth of mistake on you're going to have to completely change your plan because it's, it's gone to you now. So I think that's, um, um, you know, people encounter that a lot too, when they go and they buy fabric, let's say they go to Europe and, or, you know, on a big mm -hmm. vacation and they buy special fabric, uh, to be able to cut into that. Uh, even the fabric that I've got from New York, I've had, I'm having trouble cutting into, and I can buy that online. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's a memory factor for sure. That's involved yeah. in that. I agree. Um, I'd like to call out Astrid Claire creates who is doing embroidery on uh, pieces that are going to be used to make a by-hand London Tamsin. Looks so amazing, hand embroidering it. And it's it's scary because, right, it's the fabric that you've planned for. You're not, she's not an experienced embroiderer. And so committing that time and that effort to make it done, because once you have, you have to finish. She's drawn on the fabric, the lines where she wants to embroider. And so you have no choice but to go on, um, but it's, in this case, it's going around the neckline and it'll be, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be completely gorgeous. Sure, I'm sure. Love it. Another one, and this is something you can relate to, something we talked about last week, actually. <laughs> Katie Price has cleaned and re-threaded her overlocker. Now, I don't think the threading is scary to you because you've got one of those fancy <laughs> itself kind yeah. of machines, but, but cleaning the overlocker out, that can be pretty scary. I agree with you. And we had a number of people who uh, made the overlocker working with it part of their PF scary. Elizabeth Wicks, for example, um, also has an image of uh, the overlocker and using it. Um, the, the phrase they use is always let the surger know that you are the one that's PF scary, not the surger itself. <laughs> and so conquering equipment, which I intend to do, but haven't made the same moves that, you know, people following us have is, is always scary and always really good to do. And I, I will admit, I've not been looking forward to cleaning out my, my surger. And maybe that's a thing that I'll tackle in order to put off opening the cover stitch. <laughs> Is that fair? I guess so. <laughs> now, have you been following the saga of Sarah Fornia and her very pink, very, very, very pink fabric? I have not. So, so Sarah Fornia decided to make a jacket and a pencil skirt to go with it out of um, a Ponte knit that was pinker than expected. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it has been exciting to sit and sit and watch it come together. First off, I, I love the jacket color. I think there's some hesitation over the color for Sarah. Um, there's also some concern that the fabric ended up not having enough structure. So when Sarah finished the jacket project, the PF Scary project, she's not 100% satisfied with it. It's okay. But you know, that's how some sewing comes out. It's just, it's okay. And um, if she's like me, that okay thing will get worn for its purpose once. No, then she'll just move on. She also had a PF scary moment where she had to rip out overlock seams on her knit garment. Oh my gosh. She noted that it was an hour of unpicking. And you know, I, know you I would not have thrown that right in the trash. <laughs> I'd just been like, you know what, that's it. I, I, to be fair, I would try and get it reused. I would have put it in my daughter's <laughs> pile and said, hey, you're much smaller than I am. I bet you can cut these pieces out and make something out of it. So um, that definitely would have been, would have been my approach. <laughs> Another one I wanted to call out is from Margie May. She has made the Tarawee shirt, the one that you'd like to make, the one that 
Sheila O'Kelly has made. And she was also apprehensive about the front placket, the burrito method on the yolk. I'm so surprised because um, she makes such fabulous stuff all the time. I had no idea that she hadn't done something like that before. And instructions were clear and she didn't have any problems. A lot of these things are like that, right? Sewing is just one seam at a yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, where you where you get started and you suddenly realize it. Now, shirts ended up being a, a pretty big theme, I think. Sewing with cats also put together um, a shirt. This one was the Wakery shirt by Munna and Broad, a popular choice for learning how to do how to do shirts, right? And it's it was one they considered a challenge, but the the scary part was really the buttons and the buttonholes. And so, and, you know, getting the pieces all together, right. And clean finishing and having it look attractive on the inside and whatever, but the buttons and buttonholes were, were really the complicated part. And uh, they offer a special thanks to Leela for tutorials on YouTube, which made the tricky bits easy peasy. You know, I was, I used to be really afraid of when, when it got to the buttonhole part, cause I'm like, I made this whole thing and I'm going to ruin it with buttonhole because even when you take, if you've ever unpicked a buttonhole, you know, oh, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not the same ever again, you know, after you, I, well, I made my noise jeans. I put the buttonhole on the outer, no, on the inner side. Sorry. I put the buttonhole on the inside instead of the outside. So my choices were apply the button upside down really noticeably or fix the buttonhole, which I had cleverly cut before noticing that it was a problem. <laughs> and so I, to this day, the thing that makes me most unhappy about my noise jeans is that buttonhole bit that I need to, I need to actually go ahead and correct properly instead of how I did. I, I just said, smooth the button over a little, it'll be fine. <laughs> and, and I need to go back and fix it correctly. So um, another shirt-based entry is Shell Sews Stuff, who is completing a cashmere workshop shirt for curves, right? Which has been on their to-do list for some time um, and has made now a surprisingly well-fitting and wearable toile of, of a shirt. So that's awesome. I think a lot of people, this is the Harrison shirt in this case from Cashmerette. Um, a lot of folks found that this was a good opportunity to take on shirt making. Yes. And another thing that is sort of known in sewing as being a scary thing is jeans. And see, pick us has made the Dawn jeans and that was her PF scary. And I think jeans and pants in general can be scary for a lot of people because there's fit issues and jeans. There's so many, so much top stitching that can go wrong at any point. So absolutely. When you look at these jeans, those wide legs are my favorite thing in the world, but then you swipe to the second picture and see the butterflies her oh, daughter created. Yeah to have put on the pocket as a design and all of a sudden everything about it is even better. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're lovely. The fit is perfect too. I agree with you. And I, I think that's super neat. This is, this is one of the ones that I'd like to call out. This is Kim and sewing machine and a sewing machine. And the reason I want to call this one out is this one was posted three days ago. So around the 16th of October, mid month, and it is a picture of a pattern and it just notes that they want to pick, print and assemble a woven pattern. Aww. I don't know why, but they're scared of wovens. Like I'm too big to fit in anything that's not stretchy, which is really what I was saying earlier. Yeah. But I started with knits because I knew stretchy would solve a lot of problems if I didn't get the sizing quite right. And so they're, they're super nervous about it. And they may be like me. And as far as they get this month, is a photograph of their plan, which is plenty for an entry. So I, I love that as an example of really starting with intention. And I look forward to seeing the final, the final piece when it happens. Yes. So another one is, so this is, this is interesting. This is Anarchy Quilter who made a Friday Pattern Company, Seabright Swimmer. And they said they were unsure about posting a photo of himself in a swimmer. And I am so happy that they did. Um, the, the pattern came out great. The swimsuit is, is awesome. And I love the fabric too. They made a second one as well. Oh, wow. They made two this month. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So I, I agree with you. I really, really love that. And on that note, I want to call out Desert grape sews 
And uh, their entry is posting a picture of one of their makes. Oh, very good. So they've they've restarted sewing or started sewing over the last couple of years. They've been inspired by the community, but for whatever reason, they haven't been posting. And so we get the opportunity to see one of their first posts on, in fact, literally their first post is a post for PF Scary to show off one of their makes. That's awesome. And I think that is completely awesome. I love it to death. And it is the Gilbert Top. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so near and dear to your heart as well. It's near and dear to my heart. So I, I love that. I do too. Oh, look at Sweet Tea and Stitchery. Oh my gosh, they made the scariest costume for their little person. It looks like, is it a dinosaur? Bowser from Super Mario. Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> is that a dinosaur character? So it's, a. I mean, it's base, It's a dinosaur turtle. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how to describe it better. It's a dinosaur turtle combo. Um, so, and, and it's a process as you look through what you'll find is there. So you're missing the shell in the picture you're looking at. Um, Sweet Tea and Stitchery has posted many, many, many pictures, um, of the process of getting to the actual costume design. There's a photograph of the shell and the creature that it's associated with. Yes. So there's a little plastic character that's yellow with the shell on it. So, and the, the sort of traffic cone looking piece is the the little spikes on the shell. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a video game character. That's really cool. I always love it when people make costumes for their kids for Halloween. Yeah, I think that one is is really cool and I I'm enjoying watching it as it goes together. Sweet Tea and Stitchery has a lot of different things they're doing. The other one, one of their other entries is for the Princess Peach cosplay dress that they're putting together that they felt intimidated by and they've waited too long to make the crown to buy the crown. So now they're having to make it as ah. well. So they've added to their list, but, um, but they've been making a princess seamed peach colored dress for, um, to be princess peach, which is in that video game as well. So it's, it's related. And I'm, I'm very excited to see the outcome of this one, but I, I'd say that's a, a pretty good sampling. It's definitely not all the entries. We have more entries this month than I think we've ever had. Oh, that's and great. so, um, I'm, I'm really excited that this resonated with folks because, Getting that little push, just that tiny push to convince you to try something that you've hesitated on for whatever reason is is amazing. Um, I'm so much happier in my room. The one thing I've actually accomplished for PF Scary, having having completed my cleanup of it or nearly completed it, I I just feel more comfortable and more joyful in here. I come in here more often. I'm more interested in sitting at my machine because I know that it doesn't feel claustrophobic. It doesn't feel out of control. It also makes it easier when my grandchildren are over to visit for them to come back and see me if yeah. I'm in the sewing room because because you can see me because, yeah. because I'm visible from the doorway and yeah it's exciting. Well, I really I really hope that I get this uh, coat done and I think it's going to be a good experience for me even if I do the coat and say this is I don't like this kind of sewing I'm not going to do this anymore. It's something I've learned and, and, uh, move on from there. I'm so glad that people are, are joining in. Absolutely. And it's a hundred percent. Okay. To not get it done this month. You are going to finish the coat. Yeah. The only question is, will something come up that keeps you from completing it technically in October yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's great if folks can complete their garments in this month, but you know what, if you can't, that's totally okay too. And it's even okay if after having thought about what scared you and thinking you were going to do it, that you decide actually you're, you're not ready for it now. That's all right too. But the idea is to examine it, not to let it, not to let it make this a bad experience or paralyze you um, further. So yeah, it'll be awesome. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Can't wait to look at the final set of entries and uh, award our prizes. I do think we may want to mention to folks that we are making a change somewhat in how we manage prizes. At the moment, the postage costs have gone up so much internationally, and we want to still be able to provide prizes to our international uh, listeners. And so we are going to move away from 
physical goods that can't be put in an envelope, <laughs> like a basic <laughs> mail lettered envelope, um, and into primarily digital prizes and small prizes like stickers and patches, as we've done before, because all of those are very easy, very inexpensive to send anywhere in the world. But we are gonna we are gonna step away from um, fabric, books, etc. That uh, that we have to post from here because the the cost has simply become prohibitive. So the other exciting news is that of course we'll be doing our drawing for prizes, um, and we're going to do that on Tuesday, November second at six thirty. PM Eastern time. That's New York time uh, for those in the U.S. Well, it's New York time for those outside of the U.S. as well. We're not going to calculate <laughs> that for you because we've learned we're not good at that. Um, so it'll be Tuesday, November 2nd, 6.30 p.m. We'll do that live on Instagram. And we're super excited to get to give out our prizes at that time. Okay, Jenny, I will see, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.